So previously we already covered champagne, cremant, and cava. And now we're going to talk about Italy and we're going to specifically talk about Prosecco and Asti. Okay? Reading the flashcards. As usual, I will use the word next to announce we're going to go to the next question. First question. Italy overtook France as the largest exporter of sparkling wine by volume in 2009 and has consolidated that position since then. True or false? It is true. So Italy, since 2009, is the country that uh, exports by volume the most sparkling wine. France, France, though, still remains the largest exporter by value. So Italy sells the most amount of juice, let's say, but France makes the most money from what they sell. Next, in Italy, you find two production styles, tank fermented and bottle fermented sparkling wines. How much of how much percentage is each one of them? So 96% of Italian sparkling wine is produced by the tank method. So almost all of it, 96% of all Italian wine is used, is made by using the tank method. And of those, half of it is Prosecco. While 4% is bottle fermented, which is split evenly between Franciacorta and Trento Doc. Next. What is the main grape variety for Prosecco? Glera. Next. What are the differences about the area of PODs for Prosecco DOC and Prosecco DOCG? So DOC is a vast plain area of 23,000 hectares, all the way from Trieste to Vicenza while the DOCG is the hill that is between the towns of Conegliano and Valdobbiadene of 7,500 hectares. So the DOC, huge area, plain, from Trieste to Vincenza, 23,000 hectares, while the DOCG, hilly side between the towns of Conegliano and Valdobbiadene and it is about 7,700 hectares. Next, producers of Prosecco DOCG must use both the name of Conegliano and Valdobbiadene towns. So they must label both of them. True or false? It is false. They can either label only one of them or both. They get to choose. Next, why was Glera renamed from Prosecco? So back in time, Glera was named Prosecco and then they named it Glera. Why was it renamed? It was renamed to prevent other regions or countries from exploiting the success of the name. You can't protect a grape variety, but you can protect an area. So they changed the name to Glera and then they protected the area as 
the Prosecco area. Next, what are the climate differences between Prosecco DOC area and DOCG? So the DOC in general is warm and moderately uh, continental with moderate rainfall. The flat plain is affected by moist air from the rivers of the region, increasing the number of sprays needed to combat the diseases. The DOCG has some cooling from the altitude, higher diurnal range, which makes for longer, slower ripening. As a result, DOCG will have a higher acidity and a more intense fruit flavor. Next, how is Glera in the vineyard? Glera is vigorous, semi-aromatic variety capable of very high yields. It is susceptible to milarondage, powdery and downy mildew, to rot in the summer and to grapevine yellow. As the first two buds don't bear much fruit, it has to be trained long, typically on vertical trellises system with 8 to 12 buds. Low to medium planting densities, about 3,000 plants per hectare, are normal due to the vigor of the variety. Next, what are the training systems for Glera? So the common options are Silvos, Double Arched Cane and Single or Double Guyo. Next, Name the following training system. High corrigan system with shoots that hang downwards. It is well suited to high vigor sites such as on the fertile flatter land of Prosecco DOC and where the aim is for high yields. It's inexpensive to create initially, minimizes winter pruning and is suitable for mesh machine harvesting. The height of the cordon provides some protection from frosts. The disadvantages are it encourages overcropping and can have excessive shading. What is the training system? Silvos. Next, what is the following training system? A form of cane pruning where the canes are bent into arches. This improves, improves the evenness of growth and the fruitiness of glera, and it increases the ventilation of the canopy. It is very common on the DOCG for high-quality Prosecco. The disadvantages are that individual branches have to be tied in every plant, adding costs and care must be taken to maintain an open canopy. Double arched cane. So basically, silvos, very common in DOC for quantity. Double arched cane, common in DOCG for better quality. Next, the best the best Prosecco DOCG wines come from south-facing hillside sites 
leading to more concentration in the final wine. Why? Due to the reduced fertility, poorer soils and better drainage than on flatter land, with greater day-night temperature differences and therefore a slower growth. Consequently, there is a longer season for flavors to develop in the grapes and higher acidity. So somehow we saw two, three flashcards ago, again, an explanation of why DOCG is better. Next, fermentation of Prosecco base wine lasts for 15 to 20 days at a controlled temperature of around 18 Celsius to preserve the primary fruit. The second fermentation in tank takes one month at 12 to 15 Celsius, again, to preserve the primary fruit. Is this true or false? It is true. Next, how long is Prosecco usually on lease? Usually just for a few weeks. Here the goal is to show freshness. Next, what's the difference of the requirements of aging of Prosecco DOC and Prosecco DOCG? There are no requirements of aging on either of them. So the difference from Prosecco DOC and Prosecco DOCG is only based on where is it located. There's no differences of aging or whatsoever. Is does it came does it come from the plain area, huge area of 23,000 hectares or does it come from the hillside between the two towns? That's all that makes the difference between DOC and DOCG. Next, traditionally, Prosecco, this is a true or false question. Traditionally, Prosecco is made without dosage at all. But since 2014, it has been possible to adjust the sweetness when the wine is racked off the lees of the second fermentation. True or false? It is true. What's Prosecco col fondo? It is a traditional style typically producing lightly cloudy dry wines in a frizzante style. It can be DOC or DOCG and rifermentazione in bottiglia must appear on the bottle. Second fermentation, like the label says, second fermentation is in the bottle and the wine is left undisgorged and is bone dry. It contains sediments and can be aged for a short time. Production levels of this are tiny, but with pet nut and it's fashionable in some and it's fashionable in some wine bars. Next, true false question. Any prosecco must have at least 80% of glera. True or false? It is false. It has to be at least 85% glera. Any Prosecco must have at least 85% of Glera. Next, what are the maximum yields for DOC? So sorry, let me just go back a couple of flashcards. When I said that the only difference between DOC and DOCG is about the location, I forgot to mention yields. 
So the location and then the yields differ. What I meant was that there's no requirements of aging in any of them. So back to the question, maximum yield for Prosecco DOC, 125 hectoliters per hectare. Next question, maximum yields for Prosecco DOCG, 95.5 hectoliters per hectare. And if it mentions Reeve on the bottle, then it's 90 hectoliters per hectare. So the DOC, 125 hectoliters per hectare. DOCG, 95.5 hectoliters per hectare. And if it mentions Reeve, 90 hectoliters per hectare. Next, what are the maximum yields for Prosecco Superiore di Cartizze? 85 hectoliters per hectare. So if you see a Prosecco DOCG and if you see a Prosecco Superiore di Cartizze, Cartizze will normally be better as the yields, as the juice squeezed per hectare is lower. Next, what, are the, what is the most common style for Prosecco? I've spoken about this already when we were doing the winemaking flashcards. What is the most common style of Prosecco? Extra dry. Most Proseccos are extra dry. Which extra dry is? 12 to 17 grams of sugar per liter. Next, if a Prosecco is vintaged, labeled, how much of the wine must be from that specific vintage? 85% of it. So in Prosecco, if it is vintaged, you can still put 15% of it that is not from that vintage. So 85% of it comes from juice of grapes of that specific vintage. Next, what are Rive and Superiore di Cartizze in Prosecco? There are two designations for a higher quality Prosecco from grapes grown on slopes. So like we saw previously, on top of the yields being lower, less hectoliters per hectare, the grapes have to be grown on slopes. Next, what are the requirements for Rive in Prosecco? The grapes have to be grown in one of the 43 designated single communes or vineyards. It has to be picked by hand. Like we saw before, a lower yield required of 90 hectoliters per hectare, and the vintage must be shown on the label. Next, what is Superior di Cartizze? It is a historic delimited single vineyard area of 108 hectares in Valdobbiadene with lower yields required. It has shallow soils, sleep, uh, steep hillsides, very good drainage and mainly south facing. This has traditionally been regarded as the highest quality area producing wines with fuller body and normally residual lugar above the level of brut. The word Prosecco is not used together with Cartizze. 
So here they clearly want to make a difference that Cartizze is that 108 hectare single vineyard in the Valdobbiadene town that is like better than Prosecco. Next, what is a solo Prosecco DOCG? It is a rapidly growing DOCG, currently 1,500 hectares, in a hill area south of, of, of Valdobbiadene, with a maximum yield of 94.5 tons per hectare. Next, the production, it's a true or false question. The production of Prosecco more than doubled between 2011 and 2016. True or false? It is true. In those five years, production more than doubled. Next, how much percentage is Prosecco DOC of the total Italy's sparkling wine production? About 50%. So half of the whole sparkling wines made in Italy is basic Prosecco DOC. Next, true or false question. There are 10,000 growers, 1,200 producers of base wine and 350 makers of Prosecco. True or false? I'm going to read it again. Does it make sense that in the Prosecco area there are 10,000 growers of grapes, 1,200 producers of the base wine, and 350 makers of Prosecco. True or false? It is true. Seemed pretty logic. Next, true or false question again. Cooperatives account for just over half of the fruit grown, while private companies bottle three quarters of the wine. True or false? It is true. So, in other words, cooperatives make large volumes of base wines that then they sell to private companies to finish. Next, which is both the most important area for the volume of production and for the sale of base wine to the bottling companies for Prosecco? which is the most important area for the volume of production and for the sale of base wines to bottling companies for Prosecco. Treviso, the Treviso area. Next, for Prosecco, how much of it is spumante and how much of it is frizzante? So about 75% of it is spumante and about... 25% is frizzante. So three quarters spumante, one quarter frizzante. Frizzante has lower effervescence than spumante. Next, how much of Prosecco DOC is sold domestically and exported? So 40% of it is domestically and 60% of it is exported. So again, basic Prosecco DOC 40% of it national market, 60% of it is exported. 
of those 40% of the domestic market, half of it is through retail and the other half through hospitality. Of the 60% that are exported, that figure tripled in the decade to 2014. Next, for Prosecco DOCG, 32 large companies, each of them producing more than 1 million bottles a year, how much do they account of the whole production? 90%. So of the D of the Prosecco DOCG, which is the better Prosecco than the Prosecco DOC, Prosecco DOCG, the 33 large companies, and they produce over 1 million bottles a year, they account for 90% of the production of Prosecco DOCG. Next, how much Prosecco, how much of the Prosecco DOCG is sold domestically and exported? 60% domestically, 40% of exports. So it's basically the reverse of DOC. DOC is 40% domestically, 60% exports. DOCG is the other way. 60% domestically, 40% exports. Next, what is the main challenge of Prosecco DOCG? And this is a question related to market. What is the main challenge from a market perspective of Prosecco DOCG? It is to improve the recognition of its potentially higher quality wine among consumers who see Prosecco as a generic brand and also to achieve a higher price for their wines. With the DOCG region now fully planted, continued growth depends on achieving a higher price. Thus far, the DOC has seen excellent growth both in volume and in price. So DOCG is doing well. Next, what is the grape variety for Asti? Moscato Bianco. Next, where is Asti made? Asti, may, Asti is mainly made in three provinces. In Asti, Alexandria and Cuneo. Next, in Moscato Dusty DOCG, is it drier or sweeter than Asti DOCG? So, Moscato Dusty DOCG, is it drier or sweeter than Asti DOCG? It is sweeter. So, if you're at the supermarket and you see Asti or Moscato Dusty, Moscato Dusty is going to be sweeter than Asti. Next, is Moscato Dusty also made in Asti, Alexandria, and Cuneo? Yes, it's also from those three provinces. Next, what is the climate in Asti? Moderate continental with cold winters and moderately warm, dry summers. Springs and autumns are the rainiest seasons, which can affect both the fruit set and the harvest periods. Next, 
Regulation of Asti requires grapes to be grown where? On the hillside site with a preference for limestone and clay soils. So the regulation of Asti requires that the grapes are grown on the hillside sites with a preference for limestone and clay soils. Next. What is the maximum yields in Asti for tank fermented wine? So for tank fermented wines in Asti, what is the maximum yields? 70 tons per hectares. Next, describe Moscato Bianco grape variety. It is an aromatic grape variety. It's early budding and mid-ripening with a small berry size. It is prone to powdery mildew and botrytis bunch rot. Has a thin skin and due to its scent, it is very attractive to bees and others. Modern research has sought to make it more resistant to diseases, perfumed and higher yielding. Next, what is the planting system of Moscato Dusty? It is a medium density and typically trained with a replacement cane system such as Guyot with vertical shooting position. Suitable for a variety with moderate vigor. The most aromatic juice is obtained from grapes grown on the limestone soils, but due to its commercial success, Vines have also been planted on clay. So, usually happier if it's on limestone, but it became so popular that they needed to, they started to plant it also on clay soils. Next, explain the winemaking of Asti. So, this is going to be a very quite long answer, so I'm just going to go for it. Winemaking of Asti. So, after a soft pressing of whole bunch, the juice is cell settled, filtered, and refrigerated to 2 to 3 Celsius. Must that is not required immediately is refrigerated to be maintained in the freshest possible condition for fermentation later when, it is, when there is demand. So Asti, they don't produce all of it, bottle all of it, and then sell it as demand comes. They only ferment what they need to sell. And then when there's more demand for it, they produce, they, so they, they keep the, the must chilled. And whenever there's more demand for it, they produce the wine. The idea is to release wines with the freshest primary fruit flavors throughout the whole year. Fermentation takes place in pressure-resistant tanks at low temperatures, about 18 Celsius, to uh, preserve primary fruit. For the same reason, neutral cultured yeast are preferred. MLF is prevented to retain acidity. It is made in a single fermentation. There's only one fermentation. The sugar converted to CO2 comes from the sugar in the original must, 
not through the later tirage. Similarly, residual sugar comes from stopping the fermentation before dryness and not through dosage. Okay? All the sugar, all the pressure, naturally, from the sugars of the must itself. No tirage for the bubble, no dosage for the sweetness of it. And at the start, the CO2 is allowed to escape, either through a valve or open tank. And then by controlling sugars in the must, once sugar levels reached the desired level for the pressure and the residual sugar, you close the tank and you trap that CO2 and then it starts to become sparkling. The fermentation is then stopped by filtering the wine under pressure to remove the yeast once the sparkling and the sugar level desired is reached. It is released after a few weeks and drank young. Fermentation in large tanks and early release for sale means large volumes of wines can be produced quickly and cheaply after you had the initial investment of the specialized tank. Next, what is the residual sugar of Asti VOCG? Around 100 grams per liter. I'm going to repeat, the residual sugar for Asti DOCG is around 100 grams per liter. Next, minimum sweetness for Asti DOCG. What is the minimum sweetness for Asti DOCG? It has to have at least 12 grams of liters. So it has to be above DOCG. So Asti is usually made with 100 grams per liter, but the minimum by law is 12 grams per liter and above. So your Asti can be all the way from 12 grams of liter per sugar, uh, sugar, um, sugar per liter to 100. That's a big, big window. But by law, minimum 12 grams. Next, what are the requirements for Asti Metodo Classico? Minimum nine months on lease and must be dolce. So if you will see an Asti Metodo Classico, it will be minimum nine months on lease and it must be dolce. Next, what is the alcohol for Mascaro Dusty? Moscato Dusty is usually between 6 to 8% alcohol. What is the residual sugar for Moscato Dusty? And I'll give you a hint. So we already know from the previous flashcards, Moscato Dusty has more sugar than Asti. Asti had 100 grams. So the residual sugar for Moscato Dusty, 100, about or around 130 grams per liter. Welcome diabetes. Next, what is the maximum pressure for Moscato Dusty? So Moscato Dusty has a maximum pressure of 2.5 atmospheres. So think about it. Moscato Dusty, usually around 130 grams per liter of sugar, 
It has a maximum pressure of 2.5 atmospheres, while, for example, Champagne is 6 atmospheres. Cremant has to be minimum 4. Asti, using the Asti method, usually it's 5 atmospheres. The Moscato Dusty, 2.4 atmospheres. So Moscato Dusty, more sugar and less bubbles. And for the last two questions, Consorcio promotes three types of Asti wines. Which one? So the Consorcio, the regulatory entity, promotes three types of Asti wines. Which wines? Moscato d'Asti, Asti, and Asti Seco. So Asti Seco is usually off-dry, okay? While Moscato d'Asti and Asti is sweet, Asti Seco is usually off-dry. So if you get a wine, by the way, just a quick note on blind tasting, if you get a wine that really smells like Asti and has all the characteristics of Asti, but you feel like where the hell is the sugar, might be Asti Seco. And for the last question, main distinction between higher volumes and smaller volume producers of Asti and Moscato d'Asti. So compare the producers of Moscato d'Asti and Asti, compare the big ones versus the small ones. So the large companies often specialize in sparkling and semi-sparkling wines, for example, Martini. The smaller producers, including very high quality producers in the Barolo and Barbaresco, typically send the Moscato grape they grow to specialist sparkling wine firms to be made into wines. So usually the big companies, they specialize in making the wine when the smaller producers, including quality producers in Barolo and Barbaresco, they usually send the Moscato grape, they grow to specialists and then they make the wines for them. And that was it. Thank you.